Good evening, everyone. This is Tala with Drive Through Therapy. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight on another episode. And as always, I'm grateful for your support. And thank you guys so much for the continued support and contribution through your emails. Please continue to send them. I am looking for more topics. I want to know what's out there. I want to know what you want to work on. That's what this podcast is for. <laughs> it is most certainly not to get me to be famous because <laughs> it is drowning in the middle of thousands and thousands of podcasts out there as it should be because when this podcast finds you, it is meant to find you. It is not meant to be, I guess, attractive to most. It is attractive to those individuals that are specifically understanding why they're coming here if you know what I mean. And this podcast really started as a place to heal, to give back, and to be of service. Because I was given, in so many ways, the peace that comes only when you start confronting yourself. And the peace that comes with conscious awareness. Or what you might know as some sort of awakening. And uh, it can be also named as spiritual awakening, um, uh, conscious awakening, whichever. I think that it's been said in different ways. But for me, it is coming from a dark place in my past. And I could have easily been, easily, easily. I mean, all the the um, bricks were in the right place to build that house where I could have continued on because I was hurt, I could hurt another. And boy, it's tempting. (laughs) It's tempting to keep that grudge. But in working and confronting myself, confronting that darkness that I tried to run away from and hide, those corners of my mind, those corners of my experiences and my reality, in confronting those places is exactly where I found my freedom. But in order for me to get to the other side, to freedom, I got to go through it. So I got to go through it to get there. And that's what this is about. That's what this podcast is about. I wish I could tell you that (laughs) this is all psychology and it's psychology-based. It is absolutely not. Could it be backed up with psychology? Yes, when it's relevant, I'll back it up with psychology. But in general, friends, this is just from one person who is dying to give back what she was given. Dying to give back that peace. And so if you notice, a lot of what I talk about in these episodes are about quietness within the mind, because I know it's possible. I mean, I could sit there and talk to you about depression, anxiety, and tell you that they're so abnormal, but we all have these feelings. Now, to stay in them and commit to them as an identity and as a label, and I'm depressed and I'm anxious, I don't want, I don't want you to buy into that shit, to be honest with you. I don't want you to buy into that. Because you're allowed to have these feelings. There's nothing scary about feelings, people. Nothing scary or abnormal about them. And with each episode, my plan is to hold you in a safe place and take you to those dark corners, those places that maybe we ran away from and don't accept about ourselves. And that inner conflict, that lack of acceptance 
unfortunately plays out. It plays out so much. We're running from the inside emotional self because we've learned to survive that way early on. So, heck, if I don't know what to do with emotions, best thing to do is run away from them by controlling shit on the outside, right? I focus and control on stuff on the outside, but eventually it gets me stuck. It's lonely. It's a lot of work because I I think I really can control all these aspects of my external world. And I run away from the internal because it's too scary. Because if I have to relive those moments of darkness within me, I don't feel safe. I don't feel like I can do it. But you can. You can. It can be done. I'm a walking, talking proof that you can confront the worst things that ever happened to you or even the worst things that you've ever done and still accept and still have peace within and still not hate yourself in the end. It's possible, but the work has to be done. So I ask that you continue to work on yourself. I want to remind you that emotions are something that you feel every day. You think every day. You're a thinking, feeling human being that happens to live in a physical body where you experience all that. We can get caught up in that reality and believe that's it. That's all we are. But there's more to you. There's, there are more possibilities, an inner world, an inner world that if you just paid attention to can give you the freedom that you've always wanted. You would have to look nowhere else outside of you to get that freedom. Even if you've gone through trauma, even if you felt helpless, going back to those dark places and re-experiencing that helplessness, learning to look at yourself with love and compassion and acceptance, that's the work we all have to do. Believe me when I tell you that the more suffering that we go through, the more opportunity we have and the more appreciation we have for freedom. Absolutely. But unfortunately, most of us become our past, become the product of our past. We think we are so different, but if I've been abused, some dysfunctional will end up showing because I'm just not paying attention to my emotion. I'm not trying to heal, meaning I'm not confronting these inner conflicts. I'm simply letting them ride by. And so nothing changes, guys. Nothing changes. And I keep repeating a cycle and I wonder why things are not working out. So we want to stop running. We want to start looking at why can't we sit still? Why do we have to distract all the time? What is it that I'm running away from? What's the worst memory I got? What's the worst thought I have about myself that I don't want to think and I don't want to remember? What is it? Because whatever it is, it's worth confronting because therein lies your freedom. And when you stop running, then it gets really fucking quiet, really peaceful. You won't believe it, people. But this comes from doing the work, like I said, confronting those places. So I'm really asking you here, practically begging you (laughs) to send me whatever stories you want, you know, whatever topics you might have or want to work on. I really, really mean it because not only will you help yourself, 
you will help other people too. You give them a voice too. You will tell their story through your eyes. And I don't know what better thing we can do for our fellow man than to speak for people that cannot speak for themselves. To help a stranger that you do not know and may never even see to feel like they are connected to another person that somebody else knows their story too. And I got to tell you, probably the most listened to episodes here are people's stories, the um, the ones where they start off with an actual person's name and whatever the topic is about. Those are probably the most listened to here on, on this podcast. So it makes sense. You know, it hit me. We want to know that other people went through our trauma too. We want to know how they can survive it because it gives us hope. And I can understand that. Absolutely can understand that. I must have heard my story over and over before I imagined what freedom would look like. So I want to offer that for everybody. There are some listeners out there that need to turn in or send turn in like like I'm a teacher. Yeah, you turn in your assignments, people. Um, but you need to send in your story. In no way does this podcast replace any therapeutic treatment. That is that is not what it's for. It is simply as a support to that for people that are interested in working on themselves. That's why there's a lot of topics that are pretty precise, pretty specific. You know, if you look at any of them, it's, some of them are just like, it's very personal, very personal. You know, it could apply to many, but it may not apply to most. But that's the charm of this podcast, I suppose, is that it's not meant for everybody. It's meant for the people that know that they're supposed to be here. So I don't think it's an accident that you found this podcast. I'd love to hear your story if you're out there and listening. I'd love to know where you're at in your journey, where you could be stuck, even progress that you've made. I'd love to see it in an email. That would be great. <laughs> so please feel free to send it. Emails are not so uh, intimidating, I don't think. Yeah, be bold. Do it. Let's see what we get. Let's all help each other out. That's what we're here to do anyways. That's the ultimate goal once we get consciously aware, I suppose, is to help each other, lift each other up, right? Let's do it. I'm all about it. And I know you are too, if you're still listening to me. I often hear stories from people from different age groups. And I think the one I want to tell you about the most tonight is an age group that is kind of between maybe 60 and up. Uh, yeah, 60, maybe late 50s, starting at late 50s. People that have gone through trauma that come and see me at this age, what I've noticed about them is that this is the age where we get to learn the lessons from life, even accept and appreciate ourselves more. We get to build a sense of integrity and even want to leave a legacy at one point in this age, right? We want to be present and available for our family because we realize at that point, what is the most important thing? Uh, you know, we don't have the ruckus of youth and the distraction of youth. We're much more calmer at that point. But that's not what I see. Usually, if individuals that have kind of gone through trauma early on and have ran away from it from so, for so long, never confronted those dark places, like I said, never understood, accepted with compassion and understanding, 
uh, then I'm going to get the angry 50-something, 60-something, 70-something-year-old that is so hardened and bitter and recalls the trauma just like it like it was. There was nothing added to it, no understanding, no extra interpretation, no acceptance, no compassion to herself or himself or the situation. They're disgusted by the helplessness that they might have experienced early on. And they've carried it for years, avoiding this helplessness, experiencing it, reliving it, understanding it. But that's what we need to do. I don't want to see anyone, anyone in those beautiful years going through this pain and suffering. I want them to experience the peace that they so very well deserve. But if they keep running from their emotions like they have been, at that point, the self-preservation is so intertwined in their DNA, so to speak, and it ain't leaving. Not even little old me can ever help work through that hardened surface. I don't want that for anyone. I don't want that for anyone. I remember there was one woman about 60-something years old. I must have met her a bunch of years back, and she was about 60. And I remember she was telling me a story that she had to, she was humiliated by her mom by um, when she first got her period, she made her dance in front of uh, her stepdad who was abusing her at the time. She made her go out and model for him when she was wearing a tampon, right? I guess she was humiliating or making fun of her. And and the woman in front of me talking about this was reliving that moment. You can almost see it on her face, that feeling of humiliation and helplessness of her dancing in her panty and, and um, undershirt. And she's made to dance or model or whatever the hell these parents wanted her to do and it's never easy hearing these stories never and probably will never leave me but I don't want to ever not tell you this information that I've learned from listening to someone who had to hold on to this for so many years it had kept them in a prison they ran away from love They didn't know how to receive it properly, so they sabotaged it. They looked at everybody as a threat, always angry. And anger for them maintained this defensiveness, like this is never going to happen to me again. And they just ran away, ran, 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 ran from their emotions. They were not in tune with their emotions, obviously, uh, which is why they were afraid of going into their memories. It was too scary for them. And most of the time, friends, that's my job is to drag them back, you know, (laughs) kicking and screaming and have them look with me. And once they look and we look over it again and again, and they confront it again and again, they can get peace from it. Absolutely. It can happen. Because if you face a fear long enough, it's no longer a fear right? So 
I wanted to give you this piece of information because I've been holding on to it for a while. And this is something that I secretly do. I collect information in my head about people that are in their 60s, 70s, and that have carried trauma for so long. And I see what it's done to them through the years, right? It is very rare that I'll meet someone, but I have met them, that have gone through such suffering, such trauma, and became much better than their past, became a healer even. Somebody who had healed other others through their interaction with them. Whether it's to receive their love, give it. Whether it's to raise their own child um, in a way where they were not raised themselves. Beautiful. It can happen. So I wanted to provide you with the options. I hope this all makes sense. So we don't want to wait too long before we start confronting these closets and the skeletons that are in them. Let's just pull them the hell out piece by piece. I'm right here with you. Not too scary. Not too scary, friends. I'll show you it's not that scary. Whatever we need to accept, we'll accept. It's all human anyways. And through this acceptance, like they say, everything you want is on the other side of fear. Every freedom, every piece of love, acceptance, paradise is on the other side of fear. And I fucking believe it. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. I'm sending you love and light and the peace that only comes from opening every door of our past and walking through it. This has been an episode of Drive Through.